Welcome to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. Concerns about student safety are rising, and that's leading to changes at North Carolina schools. Soon, every public school in the state will be required to have a threat assessment team. They'll be focused on investigating and reporting tips about concerning behavior. That includes threats of violence or self-harm. School officials say these teams can save lives. WRAL Education Insider Emily Walkenhorst has been learning all about them, and she joins us now. Emily, good to see you again. Glad to be here. So what are threat assessment teams? When are they going to be in place in North Carolina, and what do they do? So basically, at, at the school level, they are a team of a handful of individuals, some of whom may work at that school, some of whom may work at multiple schools, and that happens to be one of them. Might be a counselor, a psychologist, a social worker. Um, in a lot of cases, it includes a school resource officer. Basically, it's a team of people, and their assignment is basically they collect tips on concerning behavior. If somebody says, you know, I, you know, somebody in my English class um, has has been cutting or um, someone in my math class said something that really worried me and I think he might hurt someone, um, you know, they field those tips, they look into them and they take action, essentially. And when are they going to be in place in schools? So a new state law requires them to be in place by March in every school. So we know that some school systems already have these to an extent. They're not necessarily deployed at every single school. They might be more at a district level. And this law is going to say, hey, they need to be in every school. Now, the law doesn't necessarily require that people on those teams work at that school, um, specifically only that school. Um, but every school has to have a team. Now, student violence isn't really a new thing. You know, there's always been threats and bullying and, of course, some really terrible shootings. Why are these teams being set up now? So these teams, the, they'll go live in March at every school. And certainly you're right. Uh, this isn't new in 2024. Um, one thing we have seen, you know, throughout the United States is an increase in mass shootings, um, mass violence. And some of those take place at schools. It's certainly been a huge concern for people all over the country for years. And so this legislation passed last summer, um, you know, uh, about one year anniversary of the Uvalde, Texas um, shooting. Uh, 25 people died in that one. And, and that's still making headlines. So this is just really top of mind. Now, despite the increase in mass shootings, we do know that statistically schools are actually pretty safe. Will these teams make them any safer? So it really depends on the type of safety you're looking for. One thing we do know is a lot of like tips that come into schools, they come through, say, an anonymous reporting system that's something the state actually collects and keeps data on. A lot of those are actually related to self-harm or um, you know, suicidal thoughts, um, bullying, and um, drug use even. And uh, school attacks are actually relatively rare among the things that schools receive tips about. But self-harm is a threatening behavior. So, you know, it, the, these schools will be responding to a lot of different things. These teams can, uh, you know, evaluate, you know, is this, does the student need help? Do they need, um, you know, counseling or something 
what can we provide them? What can we provide them to help them with their parents? So schools could be safer in the sense that students who are there might be less likely to be bullied, might be less likely to harm themselves. And that certainly is a safety measure that a lot of people care about. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear about how threat assessment teams are working in one North Carolina county. Stick around. Welcome back to the WRAL Daily Download. We're talking with WRAL Education Insider Emily Walkenhorst about school threat assessment teams. Emily, break down how these teams will actually assess these threats. What are they going to do different than before? So what's going to be new is that there, well, there is a state law passed last summer that lays out some of the things that are required, that teams are required to do, um, you know, including, you know, if you find these things, you should refer, refer to their parents, to mental health counseling, to law enforcement. There's also going to be state guidance. That is not out yet, but there will be guidance on how to conduct these threat assessment teams. And it'll be something that's uniform, uniformly followed across the state. So right now, there's not necessarily formal guidelines or anything for the state of North Carolina saying this is how you have to do this. Essentially, what these teams are going to do is they are going to have a way of collecting these tips. In some cases, they're going to have several ways of collecting tips about concerning behavior, anonymous reporting systems, maybe even a phone number. Um, And most of them already have anonymous reporting systems, so that is set in stone. But maybe there might be a more formal approach to how we go about doing this. Maybe the recommendations are going to be for a more thorough investigation. We don't know because the guidance isn't out yet. But in theory, there could be recommendations to do things a little bit differently than how school systems have been doing them before. And one thing that will also be different is they will all be at a school level. So there might be a higher likelihood that some of these professionals know some of these students. Whereas if you have something that's more at a district level, there's a little bit of a distance between those administrators and those students. Now, you spoke with officials who have implemented threat assessment teams in one North Carolina county. What's their experience been? So Cabarrus County Schools has already got a team in every school. That's something they're ahead of the curve on. And, you know, it took them a while to really get this in place, you know, because it's kind of a heavy lift um, to to get this working. And, you know, what they do is they have a school resource officer at every school, so they're involved in every team. They have some other professionals involved. And, you know, basically they're really focused on intervention. That's what they told me. They want to make sure that when somebody uh, provides a tip about a student, that that student, um, who's now subject to a threat assessment, um, gets the help that they need. They're not just placed in, you know, under a label and, you know, considered a threat, that there's also a conversation with the student, with their parents, you know, what do you really need? What's really going on here? They talk to me like they're really concerned about having a little bit more depth um, when they look into what's going on so that they can best figure out how to help the student later. Now, other states have been doing this too, and, and for longer. What are they finding? So there was a study that came out recently on threat assessment teams in Florida, and they found, you know, there were 
some disparities in how, you know, in student demographics, more students with disabilities ended up being assessed, more students of color ended up being assessed. They did find some disparities there. Um, but they did generally find, you know, they looked into these threats. A lot of them are unsubstantiated, but they were able to successfully investigate them and determine, hey, you know, we got this call about a weapon. It turned out to not be true. And um, and that was, that was one uh, very interesting finding from that study um, was a lot of concerns about attacks are just uh, unsubstantiated. A lot of things that people consider to be threats are, are, are really unserious. Now, as you mentioned, this seems to be a lot of extra work. How are schools going to handle it all? And, you know, is there funding for it? So this bill is not specifically attached to funding. Um, One thing schools can do is they can apply for grants. The state provides school safety grants every year. That's more of a one-time funding, but you can fund training. Um, If you thought that there was some training some members of these teams uh, might benefit from, that could, in theory, be something that you can use a grant for. Again, that's just one-time funding. but, you know, it, it is a tall task because, you know, before these teams existed, school counselors, social workers, SROs, they already had full-time jobs. And so now they're a member of these teams. And, you know, the bigger the school is, the, you know, the busier of a job it really is to be a member of this team. So I talked to Cabarrus County, how did you make it work? And they talked about it like it, it, it was a big deal. I mean, some people might on one of these teams might spend their whole day just chasing down these threat assessments. So it's something you really have to commit to as a school system. But when they look at it, they think, you know, it's worth it because they're not just looking into unsubstantiated threats of attacks. They're thinking about self-harm and kids who who might be in a really bad place and the impact they can potentially have on them. You know, the difficulty with risk management is that you only notice when things go wrong. When will we know if these teams are actually making an impact? So the new state law requires some data reporting. So it's going to report, schools are going to have to report on how many students they assessed, different demographic characteristics about that student, and, you know, actions taken, their findings, um, you know, from their assessments. And that might tell us a lot. It might tell us if, like Florida, North Carolina, seeing some disparities in who is targeted for these assessments. And we might also learn something about actions taken. Now, it, it kind of depends on how much detail we'll really get from that category. Um, that'll tell us you know, how successful they've been, or it might not quite get there for us if you know, a school system just has to say, hey, you know, we refer this person to counseling. Well, that doesn't necessarily tell us if they actually received counseling. And one thing that we know is, you know, the way it kind of works so far in North Carolina is some places can be very intensive. The way Cabarrus County communicated to me, they're very intensive and very intentional about wanting to get students help when they need it. But I've also spoken with some advocates at Legal Aid who said, you know, we hear about bad cases because they're legal aid and and it's when people need attorneys. And they said, you know, sometimes students really aren't getting this help. They end up having to go home. 
and just stay at home until the school, until they can provide a mental health evaluation to the school. That could be weeks, that could be months for some of those students where they're just not in school because they're being assessed for a threat. And certainly there are a lot of people who would believe that's a sign it's not working, but that's technically a referral for counseling. And, you know, we might see some data and realize what all that could really mean and not mean. It might be helpful, it might not be helpful. We're just gonna have to see how information is reported. Well, I know that you'll be keeping a close eye on it. Thanks, Emily. Glad to be here. That's WREL Education Insider Emily Walkenhorst for her in-depth reporting on school threat assessment teams. Go to the education section of WREL.com. I'm Jack Hagel. Thanks for joining us and thanks for listening to the WREL Daily Download and for making us part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email with triangle news, events, and headlines to help you get ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com newsletter. 